Alright y'all, welcome to A Light in the Sky. This is the Carefree Black Nerd Review covering the uh, most slept on sci-fi show of the early aughts, uh, <laughs> The 4400. Uh, I, of course, am one of your co-hosts, Rain Coleman of the Carefree Black Nerd. And with me, I have my amazing co-host who put me on to this show, who I am uh, very grateful for that. Go ahead, sir, let them know who you are. Hey, what's going on? My name's uh, Robert Jeffrey, uh, co-host of A Light in the Sky and um, a freelance writer in Atlanta. And my you know website is robertkjeffrey.com, uh, and uh, that's you can find. I guess pretty much everything that I do. <laughs> so it's <laughs> good deal, good deal. And of course, as usual, folks, those links will be in the show notes. Make sure to pop on over there. Say what's up to Robert. Let him know what you think about the show, the episode, and all that. Um, find me on Twitter, Carefree Blurred. Uh, use the hashtag AL4400 when you're uh, listening to this episode. And if you're watching 4400 on your own, uh, make sure to make this a conversation. Shit. <laughs> yeah. It would be, be nice to have somebody pop up and start talking about the forty four hundred again. Yes, like make it make make it trending. That that that. Let's let's lead the charge. Let's be at the forefront. <laughs> Man, uh, this is some good ass content. I yeah. coming off of season one, right into <coughs> excuse me, season two. Um, mm-hmm. Did a little bit of a time jump. I was surprisingly. Not surprisingly, um, it's not the word because I liked the first season, but this one seemed to be better in a way that felt like they kind of got in their groove. And I'm only on the first episode, but yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, it, it was you say they, they got the big boy pants on. <laughs> <laughs> they got the big boy pants. Um, you know, there there are a couple of things that you know in the episode, and we'll we'll kind of touch on a couple of of them, but. You can, you know, I don't want to say, you know, they got maybe a bigger budget. Mm-hmm. Um, they're now, they're no longer just filming at the um, the basement, yeah, that, <laughs> the sound stage. That. Um, <laughs> you know, and there's, you know, there's a couple of things, but yeah, you can definitely. I mean, it, the <clears throat> the story is expanding, yeah, you know, often more. So it's, uh, so you know, that's one of the kind of the first things that. I guess props up when the mm-hmm. when the episode begins. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. Um, and I do want to kind of throw this out there for all you new listeners that I think the thing that makes this show uh, a light in the sky a little bit more uh, interesting than anyone else who may be reviewing <laughs> this show is that I am going into this blind. Robert is the forty four hundred connoisseur. I am brand new and I refuse to watch an episode until we get ready to record because I want to come at it with fresh eyes and I've not gone past season two episode one. I'm I'm in it like a new fan. So <laughs> oh shoot. But yeah, I mean there, there's still stuff that I'm I mean, you know, because it's been so long since I've done mm-hmm. a I guess a watch through or a binge session mm-hmm. with it. So you know I am kinda there with you but I you know I, but I can definitely understand just wanting to go into it, into it fresh. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Um, so getting into episode one of season two, Wake Up Call Part One. Now, the synopsis is this. After a period of intense medical observation, 
Tom has returned to Intech in a limited capacity assigned only to a desk duty. Now, I watched the episode. I don't think that is a good enough synopsis for all the shit that goes on <laughs> because that ain't even, the, that's the B plot. That ain't even the B plot. Yeah, like, man, how do you, don't shortchange all this other shit just for Tom's stupid ass. Um, but speaking of Tom, I'm still not a fan, period. I don't know if I will be this season, but I'm not a fan. So, <laughs> what are your thoughts on Tom and, and, the, and the old crew? Um, you know, he's you got the whole thing of now he's the what is he? He's the guardian of the of the forty four hundred. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's there's that increased role with that. Um, and you know, and they they kind of delve into it uh, a little bit into in you know in the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't, I'm not really kind of minding him, you know, as much. I mean, it's the and I, the other part of that is, you know, like you said in the in that big ass synopsis, is that he <laughs> now he's just been relegated to death duty, and it's just you yeah. know, there's so that that doesn't really jive with this task or this you know the yeah the I guess the job that he's been given mm-hmm. by, by the future, you know, by the future, so. You know that there's going to be some conflict popping up on that front. So I mean, you know, I don't really, you know, mind it as much. Um, I just, um, I guess they just wanted to, and you know, and actually there's another reason for, and that's another thing with the weak ass synopsis. That's not the only reason he's on Destiny, right? And and there with a gun. I said, but actually, I did like that part that there were consequences for his actions. Yeah, same. and they said it's been about a year. Well, so that's it. okay. That's it. Yeah, I know. That's one thing. Go ahead and say what you about to say. Yeah, I'm thoroughly confused because the sh- the show opens up six months later, but then once we get right. to other scenes, we open up with Lily and Richard. Richard having right. a nightmare. But once we get past this and we get to other parts of the show, they are they mentioning a year. And then I think Tom at one point said. When Kyle wanted to see Sean, he was like, yeah, it's, you know, people change in four years. And I'm like, are you referencing the time he was in a coma? Are you referencing since everyone has been back? Like, what are you, what's four years? So, I, I'm, I'm well, confused. What, what I, okay, so, because I had to start doing the math myself. There, at the end of last season, when Lily and Richard had, um, stepped away mm-hmm. I, mean, I guess when they left uh or ran away yeah they ran away um there was a there was a period of time that had that had gone mm-hmm. that had lapsed between uh between when uh you know that whole the whole thing that happened with jordan yeah and when she gave birth where she was when she was going into labor yeah you know the, you know the swinging trees and all that mm-hmm. um and so then i think that time was tacked on to so when they say six months it's six months from when she had the baby okay and yes that's what i'm thinking it's six months and so the total the total amount of you know how long it's been since they you know they escaped <laughs> when she had labor, it's, it's like a total year because overall everybody keeps saying a year a year a year yeah uh you know to kind of give some idea of, you know how long it's been because um and then the whole thing with the four years I think he was referencing the whole thing of like, well, 
you know, four years, your cousin has been gone because he was abducted by the future. Right, right, right. So, yeah. So, I mean, so I think okay. it, just to kind of give everything a fresh start, uh, we can share that. I mean, Diana has a new partner who just says, like, five lines. He's horrible. He He's not a good actor at all. I mean, and it's funny because, like, I don't think he pops up at all. So he just, but it's just like, you know, she's been with him. Well, no, apparently she, he was the third or fourth person yeah. that she went through. So, yeah, so, I mean, I know we're, like, jumping all over the place with that. I think yeah, but that as far was... as, because I, that was something I knew we were going to talk about. Yeah. I think over just been a year. Okay, okay. So, and I, I can accept that. It's just the way that they presented the time. I was like, I don't know what the fuck going on. Well, maybe it was, I'm... Well, I mean, Mm-hmm. And also concerning the fact that the baby looked like she too. Yeah, that is an adult. That is a grown. That baby is in high school. That big ass baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Isabella. She's grown as hell. Um, and then she's. And I know it's probably part of the story, but she's biracial. Now, are we to assume yeah. that this is actually Richard's baby? I was like, what? What? I thought we established that with the sickle cell. Well, well, okay, well yeah, <laughs> that for sure. But I'm thinking, yeah. it. I don't know. It's yeah. But no, no, you're right. Um, yeah. Yeah, so Richard is having a nightmare. I don't know what he's running from. His hands are bloody. He screams and wakes up next to Lily in this baby boy tank top. And um, <laughs> this shit. But there's, um, I don't know if, the, okay, even this was kind of suspect to me. There wasn't a knock at the door, but there was noise that Richard heard. And they're in a cabin. But then you go out and this person is pulling off in a car, but they left literature on the... Like, who... What what the hell is going on? <laughs> well, I mean, it's it was weird because... It, it, wherever... It doesn't seem like they live in a residential area. At all. That these people were, like, you know, just passing out pamphlets. Yeah. Uh, but it was like, you know, they drove down the isolated road to the cabin and then left something on the doorstep mm-hmm. and it was like and it was and it was um I, I said it was like a bible script yeah like the um, watchtower campus. or something uh um, <laughs> yeah it's like what are you think? <laughs> oh, so weird yeah no it was a watchtower no um yeah and um yeah it was weird i mean and then you know, the explanation that later on it's everybody in the town that's giving this stuff, but it was, you know, it's just like, I guess this guy's very dedicated to hate. Because yes, just, very. Like, he dedicated, like, because he could have been shot, like, coming up into the doorstep, <sighs> and then just driving off. So, yeah, so that, that freaked, um, that freaked him out to the point where, yeah. um, and I guess that combined with the story where I think they were thinking about, they decided to leave, and he was like, well, we need to stop him. You know, get my paycheck. Yeah, yeah. And Lily was like, "No, nah, we gotta get the fuck up out of here." But I did, yeah. I did like that um, kind of. I don't know what do you call it. Is it red herring or whatever the the kind yeah, of yeah. fake away yeah. where we thought, you know, initially that somebody is what? Well, on them. Yeah. Well, I don't know because it it seems as if somebody was after them, but then we find yes. out that they're not. But then we find out that they are, like, later on in the episode. So it was, I did enjoy that. I did enjoy that part of the storytelling. Um, And also having Lily and Richard at odds with each other, considering they have been, like, on the same page, head over heels in love for all of season one. So I did like the drama and conflict. Um, It 
I don't know. I liked it, and I liked the way these two actors played their disagreement. It wasn't. I don't know. I just I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Well, I mean, it seemed natural, and I guess the other thing that you have to think about is now, you know, they're on the run, and they have the kid, and, you know, things are stressful. You know, he, you know, she was like, let's get out of here now. Yeah. And he was just like, we need money. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like, you know, let's yeah. kind of slow your roll. We got to be realistic about this now. Mm-hmm, Unless mm-hmm. they come in with pitchforks and shit, we, <laughs> we need to pay the bills. Right. Gas at the very least. Yeah. Exactly. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that that definitely is a you know it shows development and maybe might not be positive development, yeah. but mm-hmm. it just it shows how something like that can you know strength yeah strength relationship. Um, another thing I want to bring up that's kind of insignificant, but when Richard wakes up in the bed and him and Lily are like talking, these windows they're wide open. Like, I don't know if it's maybe just an aesthetic thing, because I love blackout curtains. I like keeping my house dark. But if we're in the middle of a woods in a cabin, yeah. there's one floor, why are these curtains open? Like, that seems dangerous. I don't know. It's just, even just like off of an animal, maybe a bear walking by and see, I'll, I'll, man, that just seemed dangerous as hell to me, but. Okay. You know, he could he got he got up with like the swole arms. He could have punched through the window and got in the bear and put on. Yeah, something <laughs> shit because this is yeah. ridiculous. He looked like he had been lifting weights or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. They were just like, let's let's just put these people in the cabin. That and it's yeah. a big ass cabin. This is not a little cabin. This is a huge cabin. Like. How are you affording this off of this mechanics? Well, I don't know what mechanics make. Let me not say that, but shit. <laughs> like, not modest at all. <laughs> so, um, the next part, which I I think if I had to watch this live when it was coming on, it probably would have shocked me a bit more. But we get this couple and their son pulling up at this 4400 Institute and it has a legitimate like logo out in the front and everything and their son has cancer and what is it Cartier is greeting them like yeah we can take care of this we can help him and can save him and out pops uh, Sean now before yeah. diving into that I want to take a couple steps back when this lady Devin <laughs> Man, when she greets these people and she says, hey, I'm sorry about the mess. We don't officially open till tomorrow. I was like, wait, what? You, First of all, tomorrow you should be set up. You shouldn't be doing nothing tonight. But also, who the hell are you? What the fuck is going on? What is this? Is this I have so many questions. When I was watching this, like, again, did I miss something between season one and season two? She's creepy, man. I don't like her. Well, yeah, she. If it's the same lady, I think it's the same lady that pop that Kyle gets into her ass, like about the pod people. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was funny. Yeah. Well, no. Okay. So I thought you were going to talk about the mother, like when they came, when she came out, when the I guess the pod lady or the forty four hundred representative comes out to greet them, and she, you know, she's apologizing for the state, you know, just doing like what good customer service, mm-hmm. and then the lady's is like Peter doesn't have time to wait oh and so in, so in my mind I was like 
I was like, well, why don't you calm the fuck down? Because, Dead. you know, y'all been invited here um, to help. And I'm pretty sure Jordan said something like, we can help you, kid. He didn't, you know, give specifics. Yeah. And then, in, you know, all the treatments that you've tried to, you know, normal treatments have not worked. Mm-hmm. Your kid is like, walking around with, like, a damn, uh, not a ventilator or whatever. Oxygen like, mask. Mm-hmm. Mask. And the lady just tells you, like, excuse, you know, pardon our, you know, pardon the way, you know, things look, and your response is just like, you know, hurry the fuck up. I think about the guy. Bro. And, um, what was it? Uh, my, like, my wife called it white righteousness. Like, the, like, the indignation in this lady's voice. And, um, it was, you know, they're doing a, they're doing you a favor. Yeah. Uh, it was, I understand that she was, you know, they, I think they wanted to portray her as, you know, being stressed and worried about the child. It didn't come that, off that, that way. It was just like, it was all the fucking breaks. Yeah, <laughs> weirdo. Yeah. yeah, she, I don't know, the whole, and I have to remember what time frame this was shot in, but I'm like, it's, they coded him as cancer by using the tube in his nose, pale kid with the, with the hat on, but... Bro, this whole family, okay, and to your point, you're invited here. Yeah, you have to pay for this treatment, but you're invited here. You have hella attitude. You've tried everything under the sun. You should be a bit more kind of, um, uh, not empathetic. You should be a bit more sensitive, I guess. I would imagine, like, because my thing is, if this didn't work, and you don't have a lot of time. What was your? What is your next stop? A right. crystal or a, a fortune teller? <laughs> like, what is your next stop that we have to hurry up? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, this was silly, man. Um, yeah, yeah but the, mm. the other thing kind of about the scene is, um, it, is this <laughs> this is gonna be a regular thing? Like the style of dress. Yeah. You know, the, oh God. The open yes. Collar, <laughs> the button-up shirt. Oh uh, sure. Like the slacks and um, yeah, 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 and and you know, and, and the dress jacket. That's like a staple of everybody who works at the forty-four hundred. And I was like, you know what? That was, I can rock that. <laughs> <laughs> um, because like Sean, I don't think deviates from that much. Like they, it's it's. I guess it's if you watched um like the Runaways. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the cult that um, oh my god the uh, what's his name Jonas yeah Jonas mm-hmm. was a part of basically the, the you know the spoilers the, the aliens yeah and uh, everybody would walk around in like white yeah. you know that that type of thing so yeah and this one is just like everybody went to like old navy yeah. or like navy or something <laughs> yeah. But it was something I noticed, like, started in the scene, because that's the that's the other thing. It's like, you see that Sean is kind of grown up yeah. like, within a year. He's not running around in, like, jeans and a hoodie and, you know, like what, um, oh, fuck, I'm trying to think, American Eagle. Yeah, yeah. Flash. Like, he's he's dressed for business, you know, and that's... <laughs> it gets shit done. You know, and see, yeah, and you see, like, Jordan, you know, taking advantage of it, he... You know, he takes a donation from the you know family and the mm-hmm. wife. And the wife and the mother is like, you know, hey, everybody should know about this. And Jordan's like in due time. You know, and he made him a, sign an NDA. Like, y'all yep, can't talk about yep. this. 
And it, yeah, he's like, I'm a studio ass. Yeah. As, as, as a child plays video games. Right. <laughs> but the the funny thing, and I know this wasn't meant played for laughs, but when Peter took that oxygen mask off and just breathed, and his mom was like, oh, oh, honey, like, I was like, can we get a doctor in here to verify? Yeah. Like, y'all giving him all right. this money. What happens when you go home and this is just a fraud? Like, what yeah. the? <laughs> it, it, it definitely would have helped. And the other thing is, like, I don't know if you noticed that they don't have that same effect with him. Oh, okay, yeah. So mm-hmm. when he would train, and, and that was something, like, I don't, it, I don't know if that's, you know, why the choice was made. Because I always thought that that was effective. Like, you saw the life draining out of somebody. Mm-hmm. Or... And I don't know if maybe in the first season he never like oh he did it with Kyle yeah so he did it with Kyle so maybe there wasn't an effect when he puts you know when he heals people it's just like when he killing know, them shit <laughs> yeah when he's killing them yeah he definitely happened so yeah maybe that maybe that's still still a holdover from the first season so yeah so yeah because he's doing much more life giving yeah and this so yeah so but yeah there'll be opportunities for like special effects with the abilities later on so I'm. I'm getting mm. ahead of <laughs> No, no, no. I, I hear yeah. you, and I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And speaking of, I do have a prediction. Again, this is coming from the one who hasn't seen any of the 4400. Yeah. I'm thinking that some kind of way, all of this shit that Sean is healing is going to come back on him. He's going to start getting sick. There's no way you're healing all these okay. people, and yeah. you just are the perfect specimen like especially i really thought that once we got to the next scene where diana and maya are trying to go through the adoption and diana was like yeah she hasn't had visions in or premonitions in four months i was like oh okay if if the 4400 can uh not fracture what if if their powers can you know kind of go haywire he's gonna get sick he's gonna get leukemia and whatever else he didn't cure for someone so that's my little, little prediction. We'll see, though. He's like Cole's prediction. Yeah, my, that's my cold, crazy prediction. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, because this... Radical prediction. There you go. There you go. That's my radical prediction. <laughs> oh, my God. So, um, yeah, so we, we move on to Maya and, and, and Diana trying to... After a year, finally <laughs> adopt this girl. Like you know how the government moves. We we, we had a damn. Uh, you know, I'm gonna date this uh, podcast, but we had a shutdown for like a month and five days. Right, right. And you know, and, and I'm hearing people saying, "No, nah, you're right." The time. Oh god. So I'm not surprised that adoption of a human being. Has taken like a year. <laughs> okay, um, you're right. You're right. Uh. Um, there is the, the other thing that about this part was I thought it was sweet. I thought it was a nice moment for the both of them. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that they mentioned, or at least the judge mentioned, yeah, is her abilities have been registered under a um, like a federal law. So they're, I mean, within that year, you know, they've passed legislation. I mean, shit, it's like the, Mug- the mutant registration. Yeah, I was. Yeah, there you go. See, yeah, you knew he knew where it was going. Yes, yes. I was like, oh shit, this can't be good. <laughs> I went. Also, uh, later on, when they talk about people with latent forty four hundred abilities unlocking them, I was like, what the fuck? What do you mean unlocking forty four hundred? Like, not even the forty four hundred, but just regular humans 
like, walking around. Yeah. I was like, man, are you kidding me? But uh, I'm interested. I'm interested. <laughs> yeah, like I said, it's definitely it's going to grow in leaps and bounds. But I I like the whole thing about the registration. Thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it just it just goes to show that um now everybody's aware. Um, and we even to you know to the point where they have to you know be in like a database or something. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I um I did actually like um. I like that it was just like a, a throwaway comment in a way. It wasn't, we don't have to spend so much time fighting or showing on screen this registration law. Like it's a judge mentioned it. So I know that it is real. And now it's right. just, how do we deal with the fallout? Just like we don't have to mention that, you know, uncle Ben died and we don't have to mention <laughs> Batman's parents being murdered. Like you you just move on with the consequences. So I did like that. I did like that. Um, yeah. So um, Tom is working at the gym or working out rather. We meet Diana's newest partner for one scene, and we move on. It's uh, it's such a weird. It's so weird. Yeah, it's, it's not much. I mean, not much for this part. The only thing that kind of stood out to me was that Kyle is actually living. At intact, yeah. So he and I don't know if it's been the whole year or if it's like it had to be. He's basically he he's had to live, you know, under kind of watch. The other part of that is I want you to notice that the black guy who's watching the um, who's watching the the feed mm-hmm. when Kyle yells at the camera. Yeah, um, he's one of the regulars. Like he's one of the guys in the background who. At intact is always running around, mm-hmm. and he makes like very concerned faces. Like he's like, "Why is he tricking the camera?" Right, right. Uh, yeah, so he, he's a regular face, but um, yeah, there was. I mean, like you said, they they just established that Diana's working with somebody else, and mm-hmm. Kyle and Tom is on desk duty, and Kyle was, um, you know, at the place. So that that was that was it, and then. Yeah. Um, and I, unless there was, I mean, more that you wanted to add. No, not really. That was it, because and that was <laughs> it fit. They uh, worry about stuff. No, I'm saying it fit like everything that was was a very short scene with Tom and Kyle, but it they gave you everything you needed. There was nothing, no fluff. There was no um, wasted dialogue because everything mattered. So I did like that scene. Yeah, um, and I think after that is uh, you see. Diana would go down to the in the theory room. I, yeah. I, I called it the nerd room. Uh, <laughs> and notice they recast the the people in there outside of Marcos mm-hmm. because the other guys actually is in the first season. It was just Marcos and two other random like yeah. nerdy guys. And in this one, mm-hmm. the guys actually are talking. They're given like dialogue to mm-hmm. say. Um, so I think I think they may actually play. You know, it might pop up. You know, in later episodes. Uh, the other thing, though, is that uh, Diana and him are actually flirting. Yeah, which yeah. I don't so like that. Actually, you know, <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like it because Diana, she she don't want nothing to do with that boy. Don't play. I feel like he gonna snap and be real crazy and probably hold her hostage one day. Like, don't play with this this evil genius. I... <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he. Um... So yeah, I mean that you know so that's happening. Um, but and that was very quick to be. I think the biggest thing was that he sent something up, or the theory room sent something up to the intact uh, bosses, and 
<clears throat> she's been she wanted to confirm that that happens, but you know that's going to pop up later on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we, we immediately go to one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Yes. Uh, I it just it, <laughs> I um it, I don't know. I it's one of those things where it kind of goes back to Kyle with the whole. Uh, portrayal of somebody who is mm-hmm. not only called mentally handicapped, but just you know, kind of going through it. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. Did you want to take the reins? I okay, that's fine. For, so for this, we get to the uh, psychiatric facility, and I, I I have to chalk it up to the time that this was made. But this wasn't. I didn't like these. <laughs> I didn't, and they fit with the story, so I don't want, it's not taken away from the story, they had their intended effect, but I feel like with this whole, like, kind of character of the week thing that we've done in the last season, that I assume this is what we're doing with with, uh, Tess Dorer, whatever, I don't feel like they gave her enough weight like they did with the other characters of the week from season one. Um, she grew on me eventually. Um, but even her relationship with the rest of the residents, like her and Kevin being so close, but then everyone else apparently doesn't like her. They didn't do a good job at kind of making that. I don't think it was enough for her to just save some of the things she said. Um, and so I don't, it, it doesn't pull me out of it, but I was like, Oh, this could have been done better. Um, and then right. why is everyone wearing regular clothes? Is that what you do at a mentors? Like, I just and I, okay, and even I'm on a roll. But we get we see the two doctors outside talking to two other psych patients, and I'll say the wardrobe was horrible because I thought these were just two people outside. I wanted to know why in the fuck are y'all talking to these people who have mental issues? so casually while they're playing around with metal like someone could die like what? I, I don't know and my note for that was like why are the order of these assholes and that, because like the, the black guy was just like they ain't building nothing and that, I was just like god <laughs> just like you know you're a dick like, you yeah. sound like a dick you just like you know um, hey so hello yeah I so I don't know. I was very confused. I said maybe it's just because I don't know how psych hospitals work. And I'm uh, forgive me if that's the incorrect term. I'm not trying to be. Like but th- that's what I was like. Is this a construction site? Because even if you look at, if you notice the scene where Arlo and the Asian guy are talking to the lady and the man, there's like a yellow tube, like in some tarp, like if, if they're doing construction on the building. But then you have all this like hard. Metal that could be used to kill someone, kill yourself. Uh, it yeah. d- the whole maybe this was just like a free location for them to use, but right. I didn't like I, this. It was it was kind of yeah. It, it, this really didn't make me question their depiction of what a psych hospital, yeah, uh, facility, psychiatric facility is. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess because we've already kind of done this with other uh, forty four hundreds. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll just I'll, I give. You know, I'll give her name, like Tess Joyner, and she was abducted on April 3rd, 1965. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing about this scene is, okay, so the lady playing Tess Joyner is Summer Lau. Okay. And she's 
she was really big with um, Firefly, okay, Serenity, and she was also in the she was on a season of Arrow, but she's done like a like a shit ton of stuff. She, mm-hmm. She's a very kind of big character actor, but um, the Joss Whedon stuff is what she's really known for. But the funny thing is, is that she plays a similar character on okay. Firefly, okay, on Summer uh, I mean, on not so, Firefly and Serenity, so. Mm-hmm. This wasn't like stretching too far for her. For her, um, and the guy playing uh, Kevin <laughs> Jeffrey Combs, like he's a he's another really big character actor that I I've seen in um, especially like Star Trek. Yeah, he was actually Star Trek: New Space Nine as Wei Yun and Star Trek: Enterprise as um, an Andorian. But he's and he also was in this well known for like this movie called Reanimator. But he's also in a lot of these like sci-fi genre shows but uh his depiction of how a mentally unstable person is was very questionable Mm. in this um and i and it was weird because like i really like him in the the other stuff especially like in new space nine he was a dick like he was an asshole but um in this it's just interesting seeing them together but the end the other thing i wanted to uh, before I forget, was she was drawing the contraption that they were building. Mm-hmm. So that, so that's a uh, that the two uh, people of the orderlies were harassing <laughs> their assholeness. Um, they were building. So there's they're they're hinting at like there's something there's something happening here. You know, she's you know they're they're possibly building the thing that she's actually mm-hmm. drawing. So, but yeah, yeah. I, I I I didn't like it, and not not that like again, not that the show didn't do a good enough job. Um, it was a decent job, but I felt like we ultimately find out she's pretty much like the queen bee or queen ant ant queen whatever. But it didn't. Something felt disconnected for me. Um, maybe it was special effects. Maybe it should have been something that signified someone being taken over by her power. But mm-hmm. I was just like, "What? This is." I, I I understood it, but it didn't hit for me. I was like, "Oh, I don't like this. I don't." Something so is missing. Like a visual, basically. But even like if it, her, like the abilities or something. Well, that. But it also goes back to story because when she said that those other patients didn't like her and then they start building that thing you I, you you missed a scene where you should have shown those people not liking her those people being mean to her so for me watching them build this thing i'm like okay now why are they doing that she has some control something was just missing and 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 and, and then also the visual like if i could have gotten some uh, Psylocke, Jean Grey, Pink, something, you know, make, but I understand where the show, when it was made, and, you know, what the budget may have been and what the capabilities of effects were back then, but something just felt like it was missing. Um, but I still enjoyed it. I still enjoyed it. Yeah, well, there, I mean, and that even, like, when they start, and I guess we could save this for when they do the breakdown of what her abilities are, mm-hmm. but I guess I can definitely understand, because, like, you know, I mentioned the whole thing with Sean, you know, doing the ability, yep. thing, mm-hmm. and I, I was like, well, shit, that would have been great to see, mm-hmm. you know, like, his, like, the kid's face, like, flush with, yeah. with like, energy or something, mm-hmm. and the same thing, like, if you had, like, with Tess, you know, if she whatever pheromone that she's pushing out, mm-hmm. they could have even done, like, a damn sound. Yeah, um, yeah. Or something, mm-hmm. because at mm-hmm. this point, 
at this point, so like the suggestion is right now that these two people out of their, you know, they're just down there putting together a thing. So it's just like you, you have no you know realization as to what it might be. But yeah, I think yeah, like I said, we can kind of save that for when they do the breakdown. Yeah, of her abilities are the cerebral. Yeah. I'm trying to think the, the other get, thing. Oh yeah, <laughs> I said Johnny Cash is passed about racist pamphlets. <laughs> yes, this was one of the weirdest like villains. I liked him though. I did not like yeah, him no, as a person. Yeah, yeah, he. Yeah, because where are they? Is the, is his presence and his aesthetic supposed to make us believe that they're in the South? Like where? No, they're now they're. Okay, so they're still supposed to be in Seattle, and I, in my opinion, I think that Richard and uh, Lily and Isabel, Isabella have, they're still somewhere in the Pacific Northwest, mm-hmm. Northwest, and there's a bunch of racist, like, hickish yeah. areas out there. You okay. Know, people look at those spots as being, like, very... Progressive. Um, Progressive, yeah, progressive, liberal, mm-hmm. and I'm like, yeah, you know, it's it's it, it might be like that, <laughs> you know, the closer to the cities you get, and yeah, the suburban, but there are those because I think like the, you know, I don't want to say even quite as it's kept, I think that the, um, you know, there's a huge group of like uh, very radical right like hate groups yeah. that are based out of there, so it doesn't really seem to. You know, far fetched. I mean, I think like him dressed up like I don't know if you guys yeah. read the Dark Power by Stephen King, but he's mm-hmm. <laughs> there's this lot at the beginning that says the man in black fled across the desert and the gunslinger chased him. And it's just like yeah, he just looks like a very over the top. Yeah, for the area too. Had, yeah, yeah, he stood out. Um, it's and it was and he's just passing out pamphlets. So then when Lily sees it. You know, she and that'll come later. But basically, Lily sees him passing out. Wait, no, is it Lily or Richard? Richard No, Richard sees him initially, but he brings it to Lily. He brings it to Lily. Okay, Mm -hmm. yeah, and that was I think that's the scene after the next one. But yeah, the man Johnny Cash wasn't a racist. Okay, (laughs) but when I saw him, I was just like, oh shit, Johnny Cash is alive. He's like, yeah, he. I was like, is this is this real? Is he is an exaggeration? Is there people like that? Well, of course there would be because that's a more rural or non-metropolitan area. But yeah, he he was odd, uh, yeah. like a Spike Lee white person, like just <laughs> over the top racist, just to drive home that he is racist. Like, yeah, we get it. Calm down. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, and, 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 it, and it don't get no better. <laughs> in this episode. Listen, this. Like he, he said a line in here. Yes, I know what you're talking about. Like, I already know. I already know. Go ahead. Yeah. I already know. Because when I saw I was like, oh, shit. Wait. Hold. Uh, it, that, okay. That line. Mm, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no, no. No. Say what you were about to say. That line pulled me so hard out of the episode. Not in a bad way, but it was yeah. like. He was already over the top, but that I was like, okay, now that is a baby. You like, exactly. <laughs> like he, and then the other part was just like, I was like, oh shit, I gotta clutch the pearls. That yes, um, yes, um, because it, the writer in me was like, oh shit, yeah, I wish I wrote that shit. Because, yes, like, it was it was a perfect way 
I, I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say the N word. I mean, because like I said, I'm just I'm, I'm I try not to say it. See, <laughs> not me. No, yeah, no, no. He, it was basically like Nero. He was it was the way of him saying like Nero yes, yes, without saying yes, it. And it and it, just, yeah. It was from mm-hmm. a writing perspective, that shit was perfect. Yes, it was still desired effect. Yes, and it always like it's one of those things that you know um, you want to. Sometimes like cursing all the time, as you know, when it comes to you know writing, it, mm-hmm. it depends on what you're writing, basically. Yeah. But if you can find a way to, you know, say something which is normally like very derogatory, yeah. or very like, you know, and just say it in another way where you know it, it's the same thing and mm-hmm. it has the same desired effect. Like because when I heard it, I was like, oh shit, that yes, was, uh, yes, that was God. He might as well have like started burning crosses in that. Yes, <laughs> yes. Go, Yes, but um, yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that, ooh, that, ooh, that was good. It and, and it, it put me in the mind of um, is it Looker or Seer from Black Lightning? I keep forgetting what that girl is called. Uh, the racist white chick from Looker. South Freeland. Yeah, Looker. I think yeah, it's Looker. It, it it gave me now he was better than her as far as villains are concerned. But I was like, okay, I see what you did. So, but yeah, like you said, we'll 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 get there. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so we, we, another casual, casually thrown in change, we go to Intech and the new, what is it, head of operations or whatever is no longer uh, Rylan, it is Nina, yeah. Now, is she white or is she Latina, or white Latina? I don't know. Let's just say, you know, to be honest with me, I don't know. She I'm going to just say. What you say? She hard as nails. That, <laughs> she, that, she that. Hard as nails. Yeah. And I like, you know what? When I first saw her, I didn't like her. But when we go later on and she had the conversation, like with her terms, I was like, oh, okay, I like her. They're doing a good job with this woman. I want to see more of her. Um, yeah. So this is Diana trying to act like she had nothing to do with this um proposal to get Tom back in the field that was sent up right. from the nerds in the the, the nerd yeah. box or whatever. And uh Yeah, the, the Geek Squad. Yeah, Nina she caught her out. She was like, nah, motherfucker, next time you wanna ask me something, put your name on her or something. I was I liked her. I like her now. I do. Yeah. Yeah, she was um you know if they and I don't know what the reasoning was for why, um, I think the actor's name is like Peter Coyote, why he was recast mm-hmm. and why he was, you know, switched out. But, um, yeah, them replacing him with her was, mm-hmm. was still, and then like the explanation is like he's in Washington yeah. now or whatever. So, um, yeah, so they just got a new boss and she don't take no shit. And I was like, oh, okay. And I like that uh, she wasn't written in as a woman and and i and that sounds worse than what it is but i, I like that, that yeah no 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 because she yeah. it, it it could be easy to make it this catty woman first woman thing or oh, yeah. code her in a way like if every single word she said was said by a man that would still read the same you know like they wrote her because I feel like sometimes people get into this space where when they write a black character, let me go heavy on the slang. When I write a woman, uh, even if she's the lead, let me make her a little bit more soft. For this show to come out when it did, where we aren't as progressive way back then as we are now, I feel like they did a good job at writing her as just a character. 
um, almost like a blind casting because I feel like a man could have did everything she did in this episode and it would have been just fine. It wasn't anything that was coded as woman or soft or feminine. It was just she is even if Ryland said everything she said, it was still just it would all have the same intended effect. So I'll say they didn't write with a a her gender being the first thing or the most important thing about her. Her uh, gender expression and her sexual identity. So I just, I, I appreciated that. I was like, okay, she's a badass, but she ain't a bitch. Or she ain't a, um, a, a, a helpless woman. Or, yeah, I just, as a consumer of, <laughs> of lots of media, uh, she just felt right. She didn't feel like, I mean, now I'm not a woman, so there could be a woman watching and be like, fuck her. But yeah. from the outside looking in, they did a good job at writing her. Where she didn't feel coded as this is a woman boss as opposed to this is just a boss. So it's a boss. Yeah. yeah. yeah so. she, um, <laughs> no, no, yeah, that and I've it, the funny thing was I actually I watched a video tonight. Mm-hmm. Um it's I cannot remember the name of the YouTube channel. Um and and I'll send you the link, but basically mm-hmm. it's um they it said how to you know, writing women. Yeah. And it gave the examples of um, Ripley, you know, Sigourney Weaver from Alien, mm-hmm. um, Uma Thurman oh, yeah. as the, the bride from uh, Kill Bill. Bill. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the, 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 what's the name? The lady from um, Silence of the Lambs. Mm-hmm. And Clarice. Clarice. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jodie Foster. And I think the last one was this movie from last year called Lady Bird. But it was funny because they, what you just said for um, for Jarvis, mm-hmm. uh, Nina, I guess Nina Jarvis, mm-hmm. it was the example that they used for uh, Ripley. Okay. You okay. Know, yeah, because when they wrote the script, and I and I'm trying to remember if this is right, they kept it gender neutral. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, that, and it was just, and I think that's, it. I think that's what he said. So, if, you know, somebody wants to correct me on that, definitely. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I could have sworn this with the video set. So in the cast, or she's just she's just playing a character. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. She's not, you know, it's not defined by the you know her sexuality, which you know was stereotype of the trope that you would see in a lot of mm-hmm. you know things depicting you know women. So yeah, yeah so that that's definitely in the drama because I I definitely got a Rylan vibe. Yeah, her, yeah, like, same. Like, ain't about no shit. So <laughs> you know that she's a. Um, She's a good addition to the cast, and mm-hmm. you know, like in my mind, they replaced. Um, <laughs> it was it Danny's girlfriend. Yeah, what was her name? Oh, they replaced, that trash. Yeah, they replaced her with somebody with a <laughs> with a better uh, with a better actress. Okay, and, uh, a better character. So I don't know. Like I say, it's you know, each season has a rotating cast. Yeah. So like in my mind, I was like, hey, we bounced a shitty. Well, good. Um, yeah. One thing I do want to bring up, and I and I'm saying this kind of to the audience because I don't know for sure if this is the case, but I know the women. Well, I don't want to say I know. I assume that they failed the Bechdel test because the conversation was about a man. But I wonder if they technically did, considering Nina is the boss. And this scene is not necessarily in service of a man, but it is a woman trying to get her partner back on her. Like, I don't know. And maybe you, hell, you're a writer. If, the, if, if maybe you guys can shine some light on it. But I feel like 
maybe they did fail the test because two women were speaking about a man, but it wasn't them in service to that man or that the, the power dynamic was a bit different. I don't know if that matters at all, but it's, it's, that's, that's actually a really good point. Um, this is kind of a weird one. <laughs> it's kind mm-hmm. of tricky because, you know, it's, um, <laughs> I could I could see it going either way. Yeah, I mean, okay. I could see it going either way because, in my mind, you have these two professional professional um, agents. You know, one's a director, one's a field agent, who are basically saying like, "Hey, let's get this guy back on the job." And it's no, you know, and it's funny because my you know, my wife and I were talking about this. Like, we were talking about like, you know, how. On TV shows, there's always and and fuck it, I don't, with whiskey and Cavalier, there's mm-hmm. this new TV show about like spies, and in my mind, I'm like every time I see a commercial, it's just like this is one of those typical things where eventually they're gonna have these two like characters get together. Yeah. And in the case of the 4400, that's never the case between Diana and um, and Tom. Spoiler, mm-hmm. you know, they're just they're they're just friends. Yeah. You know, they're friends, so it's not like she's in there. You know, arguing on behalf of her like lover, yeah, yeah, her husband or her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. It's just like this is her partner, and I just want to get him back in the field. Right, right, right. And, you know, so that. But it was funny because like there's a she asked her. She's like, "Are you sleeping with him?" Yes. And you know, and that's and to be honest with you, that was them probably being straight up saying like, mm. you know, hey, let's let's just get this shit out of yeah. Here. Yeah, you know, yeah. and I and I and actually, I thought that was pretty smart. I mean, she was like, "Hey, are you sleeping with him? Why the fuck are you going to bed?" Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's one of the best agents, so I can definitely see because he is still the driving force or factor between their interaction and the scene. Mm-hmm. But it is one of those things where we just trying to get out here and do you know do the job that you hired us. Right, right, right. That's data what... entry. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know? So, this is something I was I was a little bit uh, stressing my mind thinking about <laughs> if they passed no, or mean, failed. They, no, I mean, and and that and that's good that you're bringing that too. You know, shit, shit like this overlooked sci-fi show. Um, you know that people probably don't know too much about. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, like you know, there's um, you know, you can definitely apply that to just everything. But yeah, for, I mean, for you to be thinking that deeply into you know, just the scene in particular. Yeah, I, I think it it works. I mean, it should helps definitely helps us with the discussion. Right, right, right. <laughs> just being real. So I mean, that's but yeah, no. I mean, that's that's a good point. I mean, yeah. Really, really, um, and it's um, a matter of me, it's just like yeah, I could go either way. Weird, but yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but for anyone who doesn't know what the Bechdel test is, I don't know the verbatim definition, but it's pretty much. Um, if two women are in a scene or, you know, on a page, are they existing or having conversation where a man is not mentioned or centered or that's about it, right? Or you can maybe clean yeah. up that definition for me. No, I mean, like, <laughs> I mean that's its basic level. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what I mean. And, um, cause you don't ever want the, you get tired of the motivating factor for, you know, just a lot of the stuff being, it's just like, hey, this is, you know, this, this dude is central, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And with, within interactions between, um, between women, yeah. you know, and it's just, um, it, you know, you, you get tired of it. Yeah. So, yeah. Same, same. Yeah, no, no, I, I do agree. I agree. Um, 
So especially when it's uh, cisgendered, heterosexual white men who are conventionally attractive and are always like, ugh, that gets old, but that's every part of fucking media, it feels. But, uh, yeah, I have a rant on that. We continue, we sit back and watch Arrow like every week. (laughs) (laughs) That which, okay, also listeners, I have watched an episode of Arrow and I'm kind of into it, so I think I might try to watch this whole season. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. If the arrow talk ever comes up, <laughs> count me in. That you know. yeah, because I, I was like, okay, I gotta at least watch like six episodes straight and, and like and see how I feel because that one episode got me. So yeah, I'll probably yeah. be watching Arrow soon. So <laughs> there you go, man. Um, where we get back to the facility and Arlo, the uh, black or what is he, orderly? What is he? Uh, I don't know, mean ass orderly. He's yeah. building nothing. That. <laughs> This nigga, so he's under the spell of Tess, apparently, but it's so weird. Okay, so he's gotten a ladder. Okay, let me explain the building. The building is a big building, but of course Arkham there's... Asylum. Yeah, right, it's the Arkham Asylum, and there's a, a roof, but then there's also the front part of the building that extends a bit higher up than the back part. So Arlo has a ladder, which, okay, on the roof... To get to the higher part, to get the what is that called a, a wind chime? What is that? Um, it was um, it was I, it was either a weather vane or yeah, a lightning rod. I think it was a weather vane. Yeah, that's what you were called. Yeah, yeah. So he does that, and I was okay with this scene. What I didn't like was him crawling backwards the way he did to get back to his ladder, which anybody <laughs> the way he climbed down was so out of the. I don't know. It just seemed odd, like no one would climb down this way, especially mm-hmm. that high up off the ground when you can possibly die. Like <laughs> he, so I when I saw the first of all, I was like, "Who the fuck names a kid Arlo?" Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, "Yeah, this is the perfect uh, like name to give this like one red kid. shirt." Um, yeah, and like, and I'm sorry, we gonna get. <laughs> get comments from like all the articles in the world um, it, it just seemed it just seemed random it was just like anyways but he was um so yeah he's climbing and my first thought was like toss that shit down yes and like you get yeah because like still if you are still trying to your ultimate goal is to get this piece and and attach it to the um this contraption that they're building yeah you know, don't you want to be a part of that? I mean, like, you, you still want to complete your task. And, um, I just, you know, I, I don't know. And, and the only, I'm trying to think the other thing, he, he wanted to get it for the machine, I think, get, like, the antenna. And when he falls and dies, um, they cut to Tess inside, and she's drawing, she's still drawing. You know the machine, but she has drawn this piece. Mm-hmm, He's mm-hmm. added it to the drawing, so like you know, once again the mystery. You know, mystery. Yeah, it gets deeper. You know, yeah, mystery, yeah. Mystery gets deeper. That like, okay, here's another piece, but this time Arlo's dead. You know, and I'm like, you know, fuck him. He he was a dick. Yeah. <laughs> he just like, no, like I said, building nothing. Right. Rude. You that like arts and crafts shit. Dad. You <laughs> celebrate them. For doing this shit, mm-hmm. like he just seemed like he was one paycheck away from getting the fuck up out of there. That, 
like flip some burgers and some shit. <laughs> <laughs> the worst person in the hire. At least the other guy was like, he wasn't. I don't know. He was. It was him and the, the and the Asian guy who yeah. was down. There. He was down at the bottom, and then the um, the like the hospital director. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, Arlo Arlo's dead. He's 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 one of the depths of this episode. Yeah, I think he's the only kind of thing about it. I don't think anybody else dies. No, yeah, I think um, you're right. I think it was just him. Yeah. Fuck but, him. um, I'm trying to think. And then after this is seen with Lily. And Richard. Um, yeah. And Richard, yeah. And a yeah, new um, baby? Was that a different baby from the first scene? It's the same baby. Oh, okay. I was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, <laughs> it's the same baby. Uh, Richard goes home, tells... Uh, Lily, like it's just some crazy guys passing out literature. They're not singling us out. Yeah. And then Lily's like, Isabel says it's time to leave, and like I was like, oh shit, Isabel, huh? Yeah, she can talk. Conversation. So that's that's the big reveal. And then Richard's like, he's like, why don't you listen to me? <laughs> yeah. To right, right, right. You know. And then he, I think he walked out of the room. And he said, we stand. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, how do you feel about like basically? There's now the baby is talking to Lily. Yeah, and saying fuck you to my dad. <laughs> I'm I'm okay with it, but I I could see it from both of their points. I could see it from him because right. he's like, man, look, we ain't got no money. I'm making money here. We stay. But I see it from her side. Like, yeah, this may not be somebody hunting us down, but how long until they find out about us? Um, right. I I think I'm more irritated with Lily and Richard both. <coughs> Because why are you still so close to where you left? Like, I mean, I get that you got to probably get money and and, and and plant roots. But don't have a fake identity. One, they don't even have fake identities. They're still Lily and Richard. But why are you here? Like, you can't be too far away. Like, they should have went to Texas or New York or Canada. Like, why are you still in the same area? And why has it... Oh, yeah. Silly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you know it. Um, I guess the, yeah, and I never actually looked at it like Lily is making a rational decision, even though she's listening to a baby. But then when I think about <laughs> it, like in the first season, the baby was telling about explosions. Yeah, you know, before they opened the door. So it's just like you know, Richard, you may not want to discount that, but you know, going back to what we said, is that this is getting a bit real. Mm-hmm. You know? It's just like. You know, we live in paycheck after paycheck. Everybody can understand. Mm-hmm, <laughs> it's just mm-hmm. like you can't just keep picking up and moving. You know? Yeah. It's not. So that's so like, yeah, I definitely understand. You know, it's it's kind of a well crafted scene. And the other thing is like Lily didn't necessarily ask to have this con- connection to the baby. Right. Where the baby is like, you know, essentially kind of forcing her. You know, consciousness or visibility you know, mm-hmm. ability with this connection, mm-hmm. or utilizing it to, you know, say, hey, you know, let's, um, you know, let's do this. So, you know, yeah. what her dad is saying, you know, hey, we gotta do that. You know, so yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm there. I'm, and I'm, like I said, I, I empathize with Lily because, like you said, shit. I mean, I got you. That's the head of household, pretty much. But I got this baby that's, you know, keeping us out of trouble. But then we also need. You know, can the baby understand that we need money and food and shelter or not? So I think it's an interesting um, 
no longer in the honeymoon space that we're in, and I do like that. I like it. Mm-hmm. Character development. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't go on the run, y'all. Just, just, or go far away. Don't just go a town over. Shit. Uh, but, uh, but so yeah. So the next scene we get in, it's um, the consequences from the first scene with Nia and is it Nina or Nia? Jarvis, Nina. Okay, so Nina Jarvis. and Diana. And we find, um, again, this is where I solidify for me that I like this woman. Um, so her, Nina, uh, Diana, and Tom are sitting in the office, and <laughs> she makes him sign a um, uh, letter of resignation. And uh, I like that she's like, look, he's like, oh, I thought I was getting my job back. Yeah, you are, but I need some insurance. And as soon as you fuck up, we're going to leave the, blank, the date blank, but as soon as you fuck up, I'm writing the date in, and that's it. Like, that was interesting as hell. That's I I like I like her, I like her. So what about yeah, no, she, um, yeah, I mean she she was you know in true Washington style, still watching her ass. You know, I mean that it's not a bad thing. I mean I don't think this is like an underhanded thing. But mm-hmm. the dude did as as cool as we thought it was <laughs> the last time we spoke about it. You know, he did walk into a um, into his place of work and hold a gun to a man's hand. Absolutely. So, you know, there are consequences for that. I mean, like a year ago, he's been on Destiny for about a year. And mm-hmm. finally, you know, he's finally kind of, you know, digging himself out of the hole. But yeah. there's still, there's still a hole. Yeah. Um, and then she immediately turns the computer around and says, let's get to business. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, and she she gives them the case about um, you know as far as what's happening in the test yeah and the reason it's been escalated now is because the orderly died you know because Arlo died yeah um, you know uh, <laughs> pour one pour one out for Arlo <laughs> um, and he and they give a little bit more backstory that she apparently uh, when she was diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia at the age of 15 and I either I know she ain't 15 no at all no she aged up there I don't know if she's the only one but no that girl's all every bit of 27 28 yeah like yeah she's like I don't know if they were like she was in the hospital when she turned 15 mm-hmm, <laughs> she, mm-hmm. like if she had been in there for like the better part of her life yeah but that was yeah. the thing like she said 15 I was like hell no I know she's like summer cloud name look young but she um she's always been one of those like actresses who I don't know. She she's. I, I think she plays like a younger age than she is. Mm-hmm. But that's just like nah. That's not. That's not the case. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. So then they get the case, and then I guess the other part of that, the other part of this deal is that um, Tom gets Kyle released. Which was house. weird. That that seemed yeah. like extreme. Like what? Why am I giving yeah. you custody back? He's still... I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I guess... I don't know. He was... Because Tom was like, you know, and you know what else we got to do. And then they took him to the house. And the thing that kind of got me was, you know, Kyle was looking around the house and... Okay, so... I'm going to be picked up on this. Mm-hmm. Not there. <laughs> the mom is not there. Oh, yeah, they wrote her out. She's gone. <laughs> yeah, they, they wrote her ass out. And, I, you know, I don't know if she comes back or not. I can't remember, but... You know, when when they acknowledge it, Tom says something that's probably he was just like, you know, we 
we tried to work it out. And, oh, yeah. And then Kyle says, I wish you could have tried harder. And I was like, you better shut the fuck up. Yeah. Like, just like, you ain't, this was relationship stuff. This, yeah. And, and, I would, and then I would have been like, if you were old as fuck to be playing this whole divorced kid thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, you, yeah, I know in real life, probably like 25 or 30. Yeah. <laughs> playing a teenager, but I just felt it was the dickish thing for him to say. Yeah, I think yeah, so too. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I think, you know, but then they, you know, Tom tells, Kyle starts talking about the stuff he wants to do. And then Tom was like, make a list and, we'll, you know, make up for lost time. And yeah. He has to go. No, I, I liked it. It was a bit odd. It felt very juvenile, but I was like, okay, he was in a coma for a few years, so I'll give you that. But coming off of his performance in season one, it felt very jarring to be pulled from this Jesus-like character who's like out of it to a regular boy, which I'm not mad, but it just, if I had have watched season two first... I probably would be like, oh, okay, he's out of a coma. He's one of the aliens or whatever. But this performance, I, there's no, there's a disconnect for me there. But I chalk it up to the shit that happened on the beach. Maybe that's what brought Kyle back, his persona back. Um, once it happened, I was okay with it. Um, for me, I think the biggest issue with the scene is that why do we have this big ass house? I don't understand <laughs> that. It's just you and me. Get a decent sized house, but why? This house has to have at least five bedrooms in it, at least. <laughs> Why do we have this big ass house? You're doing I, good. I, <laughs> You're living this best life. <laughs> I'm pushing papers. It's been okay then. So, I mean, exactly. so I don't know. It's like, eh. and then for the mom to not be there, I was also like, why is she not here? Because usually it is women who get custody of their kids, and not that this is a unique situation, but. Why is she nowhere to be? Like that's odd to me. As yeah, it was, uh, <clears throat> I, I don't know if she had another gig or if they were just like, yeah, we really don't need you. But like, even just with the first episode where he comes back home, yeah, it would be nice to like have her like, <laughs> yes, you know, downstairs watching TV. That stuff. or give me a scene where you're on the phone with her, where she's like, I'm sorry, babe, I'm in New York on business, but I I can't wait to see. Or it's like. It just felt odd that she, her presence was nowhere to be found. Like that was weird, but yeah, mm. they didn't even show a picture at all. <laughs> the picture of the family. Mm-hmm. Um, the um, I, and I think after this, they so they actually show uh, Tom and Diana go to the hospital. Yeah, and the doctor is you know showing them around and talking to them. About the fact that all of the, um, <laughs> he says that all of the patients are, at this point, they seem to be helping yeah. build this thing. And then he, and then they were like, why don't you just send everybody back to the room? And he was like, no, this has been very, um, it's been very helpful with their treatment. Mm. And I was like, but is everybody on the same treatment schedule? That. And, and, you know, I'm not a psychiatrist and I don't have a, a, a doctorate in yeah. like psychology or psychiatry or, you know, mental illness, but everybody can't be, yeah, it's not the same. Yeah, so like to have everybody in group activity, like I wouldn't just sit back and say, This should be good, right? <laughs> Especially when like they're climbing to the top of the. I'm just thinking the safety. We already had Arlo <laughs> die from the roof. Why are people just climbing on the top? <sighs> I just, I don't, exactly. 
and then he takes them to um in, in my notes I said she take he takes them to the room like she's a damn don yeah um, right and like Kevin is standing okay so there's a relationship between Kevin and, and Tess where he's protected by her he'll bring her stuff and she's you know they're they're just friends and but he's standing outside the door with his head down and um and then when the, when the doctor goes in to just say hey Tess can I have permission to do that right it's the most awkward ass silence <laughs> just because he's standing there yeah and, down on the ground. and in my mind I was like yeah this is me at every party <laughs> man like, like I am Kevin like I am uh, I'm like I don't force conversation yeah it's like, like people you know it's like it was natural but it's just like my I thought it was hilarious that he was just standing there. Yeah. Um, and then that's just how the scene cuts before they go into the room. Yeah, <laughs> which is weird. I, yeah, I liked Kevin. I, I wanted more of him. He was interesting to me. Um, for him not being a 4400 uh, member, him being just a regular guy at a facility, I wanted more of him. Silence is golden, hell. <laughs> I wanted more. <laughs> Um, and the other, so when they get inside, they start talking, and it's this whole wordplay thing, you know, like, she's, it sounds like she's talking crazy, and then she's kind of talking about, you know, what's happening, and the, the other thing, like, if you, if you ever get a chance, first of all, Firefly and Serenity, the movie that was spent off, mm-hmm. they were really good shows, and I think you'll, I think you'll like them. Um, okay. Just, you know, another afterwards, but she would play, she used to have... Like, you remember she was looking at them like, you know, what a, it's sort of this, like, whole, like, what the fuck are y'all saying? Like, yeah. stupid. Like, she would have, and she would do that on, on Firefly. Okay, you know, okay. Because she was playing, like, the whole, you know, out of it person, and then when the person, you know, whoever she was talking to would, you know, talk to her slow, or when they would say something special, she would, you know, she would have this moment of clarity. Mm-hmm. She was like, you sound stupid, motherfucker. <laughs> you know, that type of so I was, I'm used to that with, with Summer Glass, so it's funny, it was cool kind of seeing her do the same thing here, but then she, they they talk about how all the other people are helping out, and then she says, maybe crazy, crazy is catching. Yeah, 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 that was a good line. Yeah, yeah, she said, maybe crazy. And the other thing that I had to rewind this twice, when she looks out the window, she, she calls everybody else crazy, but she looks out the window at the people building the pyramid or whatever they are. Yeah. Of metal. And one of these, one of these people are skinny. <laughs> one of the crazy people, I put in quotations, crazy people are skipping. And, I'm, and in my mind, I'm thinking, why? Why give them the direction to just skip? Why I don't... <laughs> just because you're in that you have that condition or you're in this place doesn't I mean you skip right and right right my wife was like you, you're stupid Robert I was like he's skipping yeah he's skipping because he's crazy I mean that's what the show was telling me yeah pretty much they didn't have any I don't know. Maybe it was just like, just do some shit. Just do stuff that you wouldn't normally do. Just do stuff. I don't know. <laughs> These people start pop locking. That. Oh my god. What is it, Dave Chappelle, where he has that guy who like does the robot, robot through all of his scenes? Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> man, this yeah. is some shit. Uh, what's even more some shit is the next scene, which I didn't know what the fuck was going on. I was so. Now this took me out of the show. Because 
the 4400 facility, we know that Devin, uh, Collier, and Shane are all there. I don't feel like, and maybe it's just because they don't have extras, but I don't feel like anyone else works there. Or do they? I think I, I think they do. Um, I you know because if they establish that Sean lives there, that he has a, a residence yeah. there, uh, and I, I I think it is the type of place that especially when Jordan does what he does, it becomes the center of attention for like the world. So mm-hmm. they have to have somebody. It, it, I think the suggestion is, is that they do have some type of presence, like security presence. Okay. There. You know, like after hours, you know, because it's, it becomes like central to everything that's going on. Um, but yeah, it, and and the, this area where this happens is, I don't know if Jordan lives there also, but I'm pretty sure he has like a private area yeah. where, you know, certain folks, and then certain folks being Sean and his uh, right hand woman, I call her. <laughs> Mercy Graves. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Superman. I think it's yes. Mercy Graves. And um, she comes in and says the attack is worse than and he's like he's convulsing. Like he's he's convulsing someone his head. He's hurt and then Sean comes in and you know does his whammy thing. Mm-hmm. And and they did they then established that as the after effects of when the baby kicked his ass. Yeah. You know, in, in last season. Good. And uh and it keeps happening and it keeps getting worse and Sean says that he can't he's able to pretty much cure any disease like he can't cure or ailment it but he can't cure this yeah yeah I like so that like, oh, yeah. yeah so that yeah I, I like the scene um, and he tells them straight up oh, that, and I think the other thing is that Jordan says he does have people looking yeah. for Richard and Lily and have been for a year Mm-hmm. yeah and that, uh, and that was the other reason I remember that that he established a time frame. They actually did that a couple times. Yeah. So, so let me know. And then Sean straight up says, like, well, I mean, should you? I mean, you want to go round two? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, right, right. He might finish you off. Yeah. What did, what did they say? Uh, total, total, both, both, <laughs> Right. I'll bring the thunder and the round time. I'm just ninety cent popping that. Um. But yeah, 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 yeah. He, uh, he doesn't have to make the wrong. So. Hey. <laughs> uh, I don't. That seems so forced. Well, no, 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 no. That's not the word I'm looking for. When I saw him, like, convulsed, and I said, what the fuck? I, it made sense as the scene went on, but that really was jarring for me. Um, because I was like, who else is in this facility? But I did like the, the interaction between Sean and, and, and uh, Collier, which is. Man, what are you doing? It felt like yeah. a very, um, I guess, maybe Cyclops and Magneto scene. It was very much like, man, give it up. Do something else. Like, your ego is bruised. That's all it is. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, the other part of that is you got to think, like, Jordan has... This shows where um, Sean is now, and mm-hmm. like mind frame was, because Jordan had to be straight up with him, like, Oh yeah, I got people hunting. I have people hunting this couple down, yeah. so I can kidnap their baby. And I think like what he's done is he's probably you know told Sean like you know we need them back so that you know they'll definitely be beneficial for our people. Right. So Sean, in, in a certain way, is kind of accepting 
Um, oh yeah, for sure. What's happening now? He may not. I don't know if he's. It, in, it doesn't sound like he's accepting of like. Well, yeah, you maybe you need to. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it is something McGurnan I think has at least told him enough. Where like, hey, this is this is what I'm trying to do. Mm-hmm. You know? Bring this, bring this family back so. for justice. Yeah. Uh, uh, we get a, a news a news uh, report, which pretty much tells a bunch of people at one time that uh, <laughs> what is it that um, something about the forty four hundred and that he, uh, uh, mm-hmm. oh I'm sorry no go ahead uh, he basically releases autobiography and in the autobiography he he gives the whole pretty much what Tom learned on the beach last year mm-hmm. uh, that they were all sent back by the future to help save the world and yeah. some of them have abilities mm-hmm. and it turns out that it was a uh, somebody leaked classified material mm-hmm. to um, to Jordan and Jordan was like Tom to write a book and then he um, but he also as a part of the book what they established later on, I think, in the, I don't know if it's the scene that follows this, is the, the scene following that is that, like, you mentioned this earlier, he can unlock mm-hmm. the 44 potential in any person. And that's news to us. Yeah. that shit hasn't been established. Like, the yeah. people who have the abilities are some of the people who came back, you know, from the future. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, I... I don't know. Like, how do you how do you feel about? Because it's, it's uh, a couple big re- revelations. Like, like now the world as a whole knows. Like these ain't pod people. These yeah. are people who are abducted by the future and sent back. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm of a few minds. I like it, and then I don't like it. Okay. Um, I I I don't like it because it's like like you said, this hasn't been established. But I do like it because I feel like after watching this a few times, this is a perfect episode. In a way that anyone who is their first time watching only watches this episode, you're caught up. You don't even really need to know anything. You don't need to watch season one. And I think that's a really good, um, uh, a good, that shows how good the show is if you can wrap up everything um, in one episode and still make this feel like you're pushing the plot forward. Um, but I do like the avenues that it opens up because you have stories about the original 4400 that you can tell, but also about people who, if this is in fact true, will unlock their 4400 potential and you may get a amazing, uh, couple seasons or you might get, you know, inhumans from agents of shield. Like it's, it's either <laughs> or. So I do like that. I'm, I'm, it, it, it remains to be seen. I'll say that. <laughs> Oh my god, that's the second time I've heard Inhumans brought up within the past couple of days. Man, look, I'm just thinking, what was that, season two or three where Daisy, like, was at the commune in the sky and then homegirl turned into a lizard monster and was mad at her because she wasn't beautiful. And it was like, ugh, I was, I'm, it was a lot. It got kind of rough, but yeah. Oh, I, you were talking about them introducing. Okay, okay. So in Agents of Shield, I wasn't as pissed off at them. I mean, there, there definitely was some goofiness, and mm-hmm. and we know that there there that was a whole stand-in for mutants. Yeah. But then that TV show was just was garbage. Like I, we <laughs> it was garbage. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, yeah, I I definitely understand as far as I mean because it's a common theme or 
plot thread that you use in comics. I mean, you, you know, can you unlock the abilities and people? I mean, it's the um, Chin Young Justice. Yeah. You know, the, yeah. You know, the whole metagene and um, Chin Young Black Lightning and so forth and so forth. Mm hmm. But, yeah, so it's so it's just like you're wondering like how, how the fuck can Jordan like is this his ability? Yeah. He unlocks his abilities and people or whatever, but yeah. Um. Yeah, and it's um, and I and I love how like in the following scene they they show Jarvis, uh, Nina Jarvis and the intact officers or agents, and she opens it up right with saying like, oh yeah, we know who leaked it, so they got fired. Right, right, right. There's no mystery to this shit. And um they're um I'm trying to think. The other part of that is uh they talk about the unlocking ability and then Diana says something that's very I think honest. It's like if somebody came to you and said, Hey, would you I you know, I can give you an ability, like would you take it? And because somebody said it sounds like you want to sign up, yeah, mm-hmm. shit like that, and, you know. And then she was like, "Well, I mean, you look at it from somebody, you know, people might want that. So there's yeah. a good chance that because they keep like, you know, sh- shrugging his shit off with, you know, just calling it a cult. Yeah. And and I think she's trying to make them aware, like, you know, that's a very, you know, it's a it's it's a it's a you know, really nice piece of low-hanging fruit. Yeah. Somebody. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, so don't, you know, don't get caught up. You know, we're just calling him like a cult member and saying he's lying. And and I think Jarvis says something to the point of, like, we got to keep that place under surveillance and watch who goes in and out. So now the 4400 Center is on their radar. Mm-hmm. Which I, I liked. I like this old museum that they use in the lobby of as the. Oh yeah, and, that, <laughs> and the funny thing is with that, that place has been used in a couple of things. Like mm-hmm. it's been it, because I, you know, I told you, you know, this is a Vancouver shot show. I think yeah. Battlestar Galactica. Mm. Um, and then also um, there's a show on. Um, it was on Sci-Fi, but it's also. The episodes are on uh, Netflix called Dark Matter. Mm. Uh, it's been used in that, so it's been used in a couple of places. Mm. Um, so. Speaking of, and this don't have nothing to do with this show, but anyone who watches Shit's Creek and Umbrella Academy, you're going to see one of the same sets in oh, awesome. in there. So just you know, keep an eye out for those of you who watch both of those shows because I was very surprised when I saw it. But yeah, that's. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> That's, like I said, they they do it on the low. It's yeah. Low. I mean, it, uh, it it looks good. It looks good. Yeah. It's a nice place. It's, it's a nice museum. It is. Uh, <laughs> the and I think is this the scene where Kyle? Yep. Comes Cutting to, to that uh, woman. Yep. With his. Yeah, like, he looks like a woman. And not like, oh, he looks like a girl, but like everything about him, the sweater, the jacket, the hairstyle, I'm like, is this a woman from the 70s? What is this? The fashions, man. Oh, the fashions. Just, it, <laughs> I, I I think like he, um, maybe it was just cold. <laughs> it was like it's time for a sweater. Yeah. Um, he, you know, he goes to the place and I think he's, he's just looking for Sean. Mm-hmm. And then the, you know, Collier's Mercy, Devin. And she, you know, she starts talking to him and he's like, oh, could I speak to Sean? And I think because she's on heightened alert, 
like, you know, like, I can't let this motherfucker upstairs, you know, see him. And she tells him, like, you know, hey, you know, appointment or some shit. And then he was like, oh, and he says something, and he, he kind of gets in her ass, which I think is, I don't know if it's warranted. Mm-hmm. You, know, I, you know, he calls her a pod person, and, like, they do this weird <laughs> post where she looks like, she's like, Oh my god, she seems hurt. <laughs> like she seems very hurt. Yeah. And um, and then at that point, she when he turns around and walks out, she's like, "Okay, I got your ass." Yeah. And then she just comes, and the black guy comes and pins his ass up. Yeah. Hard. hard. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like. Yes. Uh, yeah. This scene was odd. Um, because yeah. I I I get him. I get her because, like you said, homeboy just had a damn Harlem shaking attack or something but then you also have it it felt like they were deliberately keeping Sean away from his family which I think that is the case but I feel him because I'm like of course there's cell phones around but they aren't how they are now so yeah he could have called ahead but at the same time I know where my cousin is if you just tell him it's me he'll definitely see me Um, it I'm hoping there are more consequences from that scene, which I assume that they will be, because uh, it's a classic case of misunderstanding. It's what fucking uh, Inferno was built on, right? Where uh, Cyclops and Jean and Madeline Pryor, like, it's what all the great love stories are built on is misunderstanding, <laughs> miscommunication. So I'm sure it'll come back, but I, I like that he wasn't able to see his cousin. And that it ended the way it did, because I know more will come from it. But it was such a weird scene. Like he looked just like everybody else in there. Why did he stand out? Like they all were dressed like that. Like I don't. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she. I. She was. You know. I don't know. It was weird. I mean, it was. You know. Just. Um. You know. She saw. She saw him in the crowd and was like, "Hey, let me. Let me talk to this dude." Yeah. And it could have probably been like that with any of the volunteers. I think it kind of gives that. It gives it more weight with her because she's already been established. Yeah. You know, close to the inner circle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, at least with Jordan. Um, you know, she's a believer and all that. Um, and I think the the next one after that is um, Tom and Diana go back to the place. And now they find the doctor who runs the hospital. Yeah. Is now working on the thing. So he's been influenced. Uh, whatever whatever's happening and Marco Marco and a bunch of other intact agents are with them and is this when they give the ant and I'll no that's that's no, next that's my bad yeah, that's next yeah so Marco's there so a quick thing about this so when Marco is holding his umbrella he's the only one there and it's like raining um Tom looks at him like you know, motherfucker, why don't you share this? Yeah. <laughs> and then yes. he brings it he brings it closer so that it's over everybody, you know, Marco's, uh, him and Diana. And the other thing is like Marco, if you're trying to impress this woman, it might be really helpful in your case to hold the umbrella over her hand right. as it as it's raining. Um, but that part was ad lib. Yeah. Um, with um with uh, the actor who plays Tom, he just, he just did it. He yeah. pulled the he pulled the umbrella and they just kept it in. There well, it fit because they were. Uh, what you say? I said it fit. Then it, it was really good choice. Yeah. yeah, they did really good. That's that's the fun fact today from the uh, forty four hundred <laughs> <laughs> <Okay. laughs> episode guide. Mm. But um, 
So there, now they're starting about mass hysteria, and then the anti-capitalists start rounding up the people, and um, this leads to one of my favorite scenes where they're just like, "Well, if we take Tess away, yeah, then uh, that's gonna." And then out of nowhere, Kevin, <laughs> does, <laughs> Kevin comes from off screen just yelling, yeah, and does like flying fucking tries to do a flying tackle does he tackle anybody yeah he tackles um tom because diana pulls test out the way and he tackles tom okay and then the orderlies come over and then uh kevin does his best um crazy angry yeah. dance whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. and um and that's it so they get tests back to intact yeah yeah <laughs> That's it. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's real quick, what I want to know is, why is Tess there? Like, if she was taken away at 15 and she was in a mental facility, when she came back with everyone else, how does she end up back in the facility again? Because she was just... Hmm? You talking about in the same one or just in a facility, period? No, just in, in, the, faci- in the, the one that we see her when she first appears on screen. Because I'm thinking oh. if all the 4,400 were back in the first facility and then you just let them all go, how does she end up back in a psychiatric facility when she was free to just roam around? Like, what happened? I, you know, I don't know. I mean, that that's, <laughs> it's just one of those, I don't, it, that's, that's a good question. Yeah. I, and I'm wondering if it's just a matter of like, well, she was here before. Let's just sit here. Right, right. That's what it feels like. But I was yeah. like, yeah, that's odd. Because when she, ugh, I don't know. But yeah, no, no. I mean, it's not, it didn't take me out of the show. But it's something I thought about. Like, she didn't disappear and come back after two years. This was decades later. How was she? Right. Hmm. But yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you get your wish because they take her back to Intact. Right, right, which is... Ugh. <laughs> they actually take her back to Intact, so maybe they're like, you know what? We hear, we heard what Rain was asking. Let's <laughs> <laughs> take her yeah. back to the facility where she probably should have been at staying in the first place. The whole yeah. time, yeah. Because they, yeah. Um, and that's what they do with the ant analogy where it's like the queen and, and the ants, they, they build their shit and even if it rains or snows or sleet or hail, they come right back and do it again. So, whew. Right. Um, and they find from her workup, like, met in labs or whatever, that there's nothing, she's not sick. Yeah. You know, there's nothing, like, abnormal that they can find which would reflect you know, if something is off with her, or mm-hmm. if, there's, if she's using her abilities, or if she has abilities, but so they, you know, she seems to be in like perfect health. Mm-hmm. Um, the and so they do the ant hive mentality thing, uh, but the other part of this is that she starts to talk about the future. Yeah. And see, there are these moments with, and I once again because I because I, I've seen the actress and other stuff, but specifically in this where she has moments of clarity, or there are moments of. Where she starts talking about motherfuckers in submarines or something. Yeah, like that. yeah. Um, which was in the previous scene, um, but in this one, she is describing the future in in very good detail. Yeah, and it just seems like this sounds weird. Uh-huh. <laughs> this sounds weird, but um, you know, Tom, they, Tom is interrogating her, and like she's in this you know isolate isolated cordon off. Um, room mm-hmm. and he's and then when he starts talking about she starts talking about the future then I think Tom is interrupted and they decide to um they call Garrity. That's yeah. what it is. They call one of the agents 
and then he starts talking about pieces for this damn machine and um that's when they go do they go back out and discover that now the intech workers have been taken over yeah yeah okay so they yeah they go out diana tom and i think markles and maybe some other agents they go out and realize like um yeah this is getting worse you know even with with tess gone like people are still being influenced uh to build this machine right which is uh odd it's odd as hell um, but it yeah. was, it, I don't want to say it was scary, but it was very um, terrifying as far if you were in the show. Because it's like, what is it that's making this happen then? You know, that our own agents have been taken over. So I, I like that because now I do want to know, I know it's her, but how is it her? Or is it the the geographical space that they're in like is it just that like what is it that's making these people turn like this so yeah yeah, yeah. good shit um I mean you could yeah, when you want to you could take this is the this is the yes this is this is the thing so we get the June's bookstore which is some guy um in the town in what is it Portland where they are and um yeah we get the same Johnny Cash cussing out the shop owner. And I really like that the shop owner's like, okay, what the fuck you want me to do about it? Just don't buy the book if you don't like it. Because so, the guy's like... It's about Jordan Collier's book, right? Yeah, right, right, right. Because yeah. the, the guy with the black hat is like, yeah, the 4400 are an abomination and they this and they that. And he's like, okay. He's like, well, take it out of your store. The guy's like, I'm not fucking doing that. If you don't want the book, don't read the fucking book. Yeah. And... Lily and Isabella are in the shop at this time, and the thing that I was a bit confused on is, did were we supposed to think that the shop owner and the racist guy thought that they were there alone? Because she knocks over a table, and he looks at her, and it's this thing, like, she was clearly in their line of sight. Like, didn't you not see this one? Like, what? I don't know. Maybe it's me. But I was just like... This is weird that you were so shocked by this fully grown adult who has been here the whole time. Um, but no, but so he goes over to her. He sees her holding the book. He's like, uh, you know what you're holding there, lady? That is an abomination and whatever else. And he looks over at the stroller and starts walking towards Isabella. And Lily, okay, I'm, I'm on her team, but I'm like, man, you... You acting too slowly. Like that's your child. You should have been on it. Like I, I, I'm trying to be there with her, but first of all, my baby in a stroller ain't about to be that far from me, and it's just me. Two, you hear this man talking all this racist shit and this bigoted shit about the 4400. I would have just got my baby and left. I'm not about to be in here. I'm not. Um, but he looks at <laughs> Isabella. He says, "This your baby." She said, "Yeah." He said. What did he say verbatim? What is it? He said, abomination begets abomination. And I was like, what the fuck? And that's the line, y'all. That's the line. I was like, oh, shit. This motherfucker, he mean business. He. (sighs) So, let me, before we get to the, you know, what the the, the icing on the cake is. Yeah. um, The other thing is, he, um. They got him on this whole crazy Christian thing, mm-hmm. and I I'm a Christian, mm-hmm. okay, and and I get tired as fuck when, um, you know the these characters pop up. Mm-hmm. Like I, mean, I was like, please balance it out with a sensible Christian, 
or whatever, like, <laughs> just like this sensible one because we are out of here. Mm-hmm. And, the other, and the other thing is, though, when you see it, that mentality of that, I, that mindset reflected in a lot of, like, real-world shit, that doesn't really, you know, that, that definitely doesn't help mm-hmm. the argument of, like, well, hey, it'd be nice to balance out these crazy scripture quote and like, right, you know, radical fundamentalist motherfuckers i mean shit those were the bad guys and punishers yeah mm-hmm. yeah like <laughs> and it was just like oh shit it's the fuck out of these lazy yeah like it's 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 lazy but then also it's just like you know it just i just i don't know like he and i was just like shit man somebody gonna watch this and be like hey yeah, anyway so that's <laughs> really, like and i Whatever people feel like, you know, I think you mentioned on the show one time you were you're atheist or yeah. agnostic. Atheist. Okay, so yeah, like what you said. Yeah, atheist. Mm-hmm. Atheist. Okay, yeah, and like I said, do what you do. You know, mm-hmm. it's just like it ain't a big deal. But like when he started quoting scripture and all this shit, yeah, I was just like, okay, yeah, let's, you know, whatever. But then, in addition to that, he's he's reflective. I think of like the Make America Great, like the name yes. they were gonna do the show for the CW. Yes, and I'm like they. Oh, yeah, the like yeah. I watched the gifted, mm-hmm. and uh, there are people on there that I want to punch every fucking day <laughs> <laughs> because they they are racist as fuck. Yeah, I, mean, I don't think like they the purifiers have like two cross. You know, it's just that's just what it is. But, mm-hmm. I mean, to be honest with you, that's you know, there is a segment of you know of that of the of the faith mm-hmm. of the faith where people just like they use it to kind of push their own. And yeah, hate-filled, you know, racist, homophobic, transphobic, mm-hmm. it's whatever, and that's just like I'm sick of motherfucker. So anyway, so he is representing <laughs> all of that. So when he walked up to that child and said, "Abomination," the guest, abomination, yes, abomination, yes. I was like, first of all, there's <laughs> that's a racist. Like you don't know she's a forty-four hundred at that moment. Like you looking at the kid who is obviously mixed, and her mom. You know, who was obviously a white woman, yeah. just like because you laid with a black man or a man of color, Ugh. that it's an abomination. And like you were abomination. I mean, there was a whole time, you know, back in. I mean, shit. Even now, mm. like, like now, yeah, say that. Like back, you know, way back when, they would just literally like kill the fuck out of you. Mm-hmm. It was against the law. Like it was against the fucking law. That. And they would just yell that shit. So yeah, that was um. When he said that, <laughs> because once again, there are things that I could get. Yeah. And I, well, I forget, we paused it. I was like, that motherfucker said abomination, but gets abomination. That, that yeah, yeah, he. Uh, I wonder if we'll get more time spent with him. I, I, could, I doubt it, because he felt like he was kind of shoehorned in. But I. Yeah, he was a bit much. Like, again, I look back at. Hmm? Yeah. No, no, finish what you were going to say. No, I just said that with the time that this was made, that probably was a bit... We didn't realize how much we were foreshadowing, like you said, the Magus now. <laughs> but he... I feel like you, we could have done so much more with him. But he was a Spike Lee villain. He was... I mean, he. I think he played the role mm-hmm. that he needed to play. I mean, you know, even though I was making the joke about, like, you know, when you know the rant about the crazy, you know, conservative Christian, mm-hmm. crazy Christian, not even conservative, but it's like, but those people exist. <laughs> you know, that's the thing. Like, 
and with what we're surrounded by now, like I don't think he. I think his outfit was cartoonish. Yeah, very. I think what he said wasn't cartoonish. Right, 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 I right. See that shit happening. Like I can really see that shit happening, um, um, especially nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, and his son standing in the background, like he, um, like, like he about to hem somebody up. Yeah, the but muscle. And the other part of that that reminded me, like they even that's even tossing in, you know, shades of. You know Nazism. Yeah. You know fascism when they were literally burning books. You know when they were taking, you know, books that they deemed inappropriate, and just like going around harassing people, you know, for reading the shit or having. The right, shit right, right. Uh, you know that type of stuff. So yeah, there's a lot of stuff tied in there. I think the only thing, like I said, the goofy thing about it was his outfit. Yeah. And the other part of that was he was he. Didn't, Wearing the same outfit for like five days. Had to be. <laughs> it seems like. <laughs> yeah, like. Multiple days have passed since he was wearing those flyers on the cars. It's weird as fuck. And then it's also even more weird because there's no way to identify a 4400. Like there is, you can, some mutants you can identify. Uh, Nightcrawler, Beast, you know, right. Blink. Like, but then you have your Jean Grays and your Cyclops and your Storm. Like, you can't tell that these people are mutants or 4400s. So what are you hoping to, like, that they'll just say, hey, I'm a 4400, though I know you're bigoted right. and you want to kill me. How are you? Like, what What did he expect <laughs> was going to happen? Even his racism felt like it made more sense because you can see when someone visibly isn't white for most right. most times. You don't know who's 4400 or not. Like, ugh. So weird. <laughs> yeah. That was weird. Well, that's why he was walking around the entire <laughs> neighborhood plastering those damn yeah, but, oh, uh, God, yeah. wires. He was like, one of these motherfuckers is going to be a 4400. That. Somebody going to get mad enough to show their powers. Like, what? Exactly. <sighs> like, and the other thing is, like, I can imagine him, like, my mind goes to, like, different, like, in cut scenes where he was in the Kinko's. <laughs> Just like turning up, like yeah. all this racist shit. Yeah, and everybody looking at him like, "What the fuck?" Right? Just like, weird ass. Uh, uh. Weird ass. That's that's a weird ass joke. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Um, yeah. But, yeah. The, the co- so basically, after he says that shit, and Isabel is like, "You can stop this fuck shit." Right. Right. He, uh, and she feels threatened. You know. So um, she starts. I describe it as a telekinetic whirlwind. Yeah, where yeah. He, she picks up, it, all this stuff whir- starts swirling around her and Lily, and who's holding Isabel, Isabella, and then the windows break open, the racist guy and his son are like blown around, and the shop, I don't know where the fuck the shopkeeper is. Yeah, right. He was just trying to suss That, like every, oh, yeah, yeah. I like Isabella. I was like, I understand. Maybe you could have tossed them into like, you know, furniture or something. Yeah. But, but this is the special effects budget. Yeah. Budget. And it's and it's impressive. I mean, even I, even now, I mean, I was just like, you know what? I mean, it still looks cool. Yeah, it um, did. It did. Yeah, it still looks cool. And then that's it. Yeah. <laughs> you no, know, the next scene is Lily and Isabella holding Isabella, and she runs to Richard Chop. She's like, we gotta go. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, all right. Messed up a store, and he was like, oh man, I just lost a job. Right. And to be continued, hell. Which, uh, yeah, we, uh, this was good. I like this. Um, I think, well, there's only only one thing before that. Oh, go ahead. Uh, The, somebody 
they cut back to the hospital after this, and the machine is burning up. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And Diana, and that's when no Diana when Diana and Tom get buried. Then that's when they see the intact um, agents who are arguing with the head of the hospital about who burned the um, machine. Yeah, the and welder burning. Tess back at intact is yelling. Yeah. Yeah, she is uh, being held down by doctors, and it's like it's it's as if she can feel um, the thing being destroyed. And I think at another point they did show that all of her drawings now show the completed work, yeah. completed uh, machine. And then the last scene is as Lily and Richard are packing up the pick up with the racist guys pulls up and that that's how the episode went. yeah which yeah. was a, a, a pretty good um cliffhanger okay. yeah. it felt kind of abrupt but um once i i looked at the time i was like oh shit we're coming up on 40 something minutes how the fuck yeah. y'all gonna rectify all this shit so it right. was um i i liked it as as a part one i, I did like this yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh shit! So, but what about you? Any um, overall thoughts, final thoughts? How did you feel about this as a part one, or even just hell, the first episode of season two? Uh, I think it. I mean, I think it worked on both fronts. Um, you know, it was they hit the ground running. I mean, I think that's what kind of what we mentioned before, and I thought, I thought it was paced pretty decently. Uh, you got to, you know, you got the time jump, which allows for there to be some growth mm-hmm. amongst of characters. Like we see Sean and Sean ain't working about worrying about Nikki no more. No, like <laughs> Sean is trying to make that money, that. you know, for for the movement. And uh, Richard and Lily, you know, relationship is strained. Isabella's doing their thing, and you know, so that's where I kind of saw most of the growth, and I and I liked it. And then now you see. You know more of the conflict of Jordan and you know his doing his thing and then Richard and Lily on the run. Mm-hmm. So you know, uh, I thought it was a good start. How about, I mean, how about you? No, I liked it. Like I said, I think it was a really good episode. Um, it, I had to stop myself from going to part two because I was like, okay, shit, now that y'all established all this, what the fuck happens next? But um, right. but no, it was it was really good. And like you said, with the time jump, especially, I think that was a smart move on the show's part to do a time jump to like just move some shit along without having to show every single thing. I mean, it's best to show, not tell, but in this instance, we didn't need to see all this shit happen. So I did like that specifically. So yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Um, yeah. So what about a, a, a favorite for you? Favorite character, favorite, uh, of uh season two, episode one. Um, it, I, I'm trying not to always just go to Richard. You know, <laughs> I'll go to you know, I'll go to Sean. I'll okay. go to Sean because like you know, there might be some kind of weirdness with him supporting what Collier is doing, but he, you know, within the span of time that he ran away after the fight with his brother, yeah, kicked ass with his abilities. And you know his mom. He's like you get the sense that he's estranged from his family. Yeah. Like he still was able to find his way with the help of Jordan, mm-hmm. and he's doing his own thing. Yeah. Like he's not. He's not like running around aimlessly trying to find himself. He like let me put on this button up, <laughs> freshly ironed, 
pink shirt. That. With the uh, stylishly pink shirt. Yeah. Chairs <laughs> uh, open. Mm-hmm. And let me just do my thing. So I like I like where he is now. Yeah. Um, so he, he was probably my favorite of the episode. Okay. Okay. Um, I see that, and I, he probably would have been my favorite, but I had to go with Nina. I had to. Okay. And though we didn't get much of her, I just, she left a lasting effect on me. Like, once the episode was over and done with, and I look back on it, she was one of, if not the first person who came to mind for me. So, it got to be, it has to be Nina. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, what about a least favorite for you? Least favorite? Um... <laughs> Arlo, yeah, right. Trash. <laughs> Trash. Like he was the worst orderly. It goes back to like I remember in the first season. Like, why is everybody treating the forty four hundred like dicks? Like yes. they came back in a ball of light. Yet, like there were people. Everybody collectively were treating these people like assholes. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, but in this case, like yeah, like it's not even forty four hundred. It's like mentally ill. People. Yes. Why are you in charge of these people? Rude. <laughs> Building something, building nothing. That, ignorant. Oh God. Um. Yeah. yeah, Fuck that guy. For me, shit. I don't know. Um. Because I don't want to just go with the racist guy. Because I feel like he was a caricature. He was, and I really don't want to go with him because he did a good job in that role. Um. Yeah, Yeah, he killed it. Yes, I don't. Uh, Devin probably is my least favorite. I'm not really a fan of hers, and I don't. Is she an android or is she just a woman devoted to the cause? Like, I don't know what she got going on, but I don't like her. I don't like that. She's going to need a little bit more development. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause she is. And it, I don't know. I guess after watching something like Runaways, and I'm really into true crime, so I do know a bit about cults and stuff. I do. I, I get her character, but I, you got to come harder than that, baby. You knew. You knew. Uh-uh. I ain't. No, nah, I'm going to give call your more leeway than I give you because you brand new. You got to prove yourself to me. Um, <laughs> shit, I don't know. Okay, so what about a favorite scene? Um, it, I'm trying to think. Um, come back around to me for that. What okay. Uh, I don't know. There's so many. Like, I really, I really did enjoy all of the Lily Richard scenes because we're not getting that honeymoon stage. We're getting them dealing with being on the run, being parents, real life. We need money. We need gas. We need food and clothes. So I really did like all of their scenes. Um, but I also did enjoy Kyle being himself again, like yeah. remembering, oh, this is my dad. This is something I want. Like even the whole, you know, let's go play golf, and the dad being excited, like oh, I always wanted to play golf. So I'm kind of torn between the two of those, but I'm going to rest on Lily and Richard scenes because it just felt so real. It felt like it. The show could have easily kept them in that happy honeymoon stage, but you didn't, and it's convincing. It doesn't feel forced. It feels like something that could happen and things that do happen i'm not a father but i would imagine if you're with your wife for x amount of years and then you gotta have a kid and the kid is now getting more attention yeah you love your child but you might feel away that damn where was where's my attention little timmy here and so you know however um um not irresponsible however extreme that might have been 
I think that it fit perfectly with their story and consistent with the characters that we've gotten so far. So mine will be all of Richard and Lily's scenes, this post honeymoon. Yeah. Yeah, I and those are good. Those are good. Uh, um, the okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna rip off of you. Just do two. The one, the first one is Sean telling Jordan that he probably needs to let that. Let, oh let yeah, go. Mm-hmm, let, good let it go because in a couple of ways. First of all, it shows that he's kind of gotten a bit wiser. Mm-hmm. Um, he knows that the show is serious, but then the other thing is like it kind of gives the impression that he is Jordan's right hand man. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he's definitely he is definitely his meal ticket when it comes to like healing. Yeah, for sure. In fact, Sean is like you know, hey, you know, we're close enough that I'm gonna tell you like on real talk. Like you might want to let this shit go. So I, I kind of like, and that ties into the development of thought mm-hmm. as a character. The other scene that I like is when, you know, at Intech after they're dealing with the um, fallout of Jordan's autobiography, the yeah. release of his autobiography, when Diana tells them that you shouldn't be so quick to write these people off because there's a good chance that anybody who goes there is wanting something more like you know you like i mentioned before you dangle these abilities in front of people and you know who's to say that they won't just go ahead and take it right you know there's there's a lot to be said you know for having some type of power some type of ability something that sets you apart from everybody else or something that will possibly improve your life mm-hmm. you know, so you know, she was like don't write these people off you know, it'd be a detriment. So I think between the two of those, I I kind of like I liked her. Yeah. That line. I mean, that scene between you know, even though I thought both scenes were my you know my favorites are really good. I hers kind of stood out a little bit more. Because yeah. She was, she was being real. Yeah, I could see that. Especially because I like Diana. I don't recall, and I'd have to go back and listen to all of season one. But I don't think I've been against Diana in much of anything like i think she's consistently been a good character who i've i've liked so and this that felt very much in line with her character hell she adopted one of the 4400 like so yeah she i like her i don't like her pinned up grandma hairstyle but i like her i like her (laughs) (laughs) whatever's gonna whatever's gonna work actually i like the hairstyle like i like her i like her book um she you know, it's like she could have like done the bob like um like Scully. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But um nah she yeah, she you know She <laughs> rocking it now. She she wearing it. The jackets. <laughs> <laughs> the jackets or whatever, but no, nah, yeah, she's doing that though. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um shit, good good solid first episode, hell. I I I'm liking this. Um Shit, I don't know. I mean, you've seen the show, so I don't really want to ask for predictions. But, um, shit, this was good. This was good. Uh, what is it? Wake Wake Up Call Part One. Yeah, good solid episode. Yeah, wake up Call Part One. I mean, Part One. Mm-hmm. So I don't know any any uh, final thoughts. Anything you wanna wanna yell out to the audience, to the listeners? Uh, just watch the show. I mean, yeah. like you said, just yeah, this is. You know, I think this might be something I'll say like every episode or every other episode of the podcast, but it's a really, it's a good bingeable show. Yeah. You know, something like, 
that that's not a Netflix original. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, um, I always tell people they need to watch Battlestar Galactica, mm-hmm. uh, Forty Four Hundred, uh, Lost. If you want to go down that rabbit hole, um, you know I always say Continuum. Um, like things that aren't necessarily. Tra- uh, and now I'm getting into the Netflix stuff like Travelers, but yeah, Forty Four Hundred is a show that I I think that people would enjoy if they just kind of sat back and gave it a chance. And, yeah. Um, yeah. And unlike, <laughs> unlike certain Marvel shows, mm. uh, it doesn't. You don't start to feel worn down after, uh, right? You know, with thirteen episodes, yeah, so, yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah, I would say, listeners, if you aren't watching this, you know, watch it. You know that we're going to be reviewing part two. You know, pretty soon. Go ahead and watch part one and two, and you know, so you can you can have a bit more context for the conversation, and then tweet us al four four hundred, and of course that will be in the show notes. Um, let them know where they can find you online so they can uh, make this conversation. Yeah, they can uh, you know reach me at robert k j e f f r e y dot com. That's robert k jeffrey dot com, and you can connect with me. Through, uh, through there to Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Mm-hmm, so those mm-hmm. are that's that's the best way to reach me. Yes, yes, certainly, certainly, and same here. Um, Twitter is the most immediate way to get in touch with me. Carefree blurred, um, and then all other social media is really carefree black nerd. And uh, yeah, like I said, make this a conversation. Let us know that you're watching. Hell, even if you're not watching, but you used to back in the day, you know, let us know <laughs> what are your thoughts, you know, favorites, least favorites and all that, favorite scenes. Let us know. Um, okay, so this has been season two, episode one of A Light in the Sky, the Carefree Black Nerd review over 4,400. <laughs> so make sure y'all are following us this season and... Um, Shit, support, like, subscribe, rate, review, tweet, retweet, (laughs) post, share, share. share. yeah, share. That's the name of the game. Share, share, share. Ah, so um, until next time, stay carefree, stay nerdy, stay geeky, and stay, I don't know, out of the way of Collier, because that motherfucker crazy, but also stay away from, what you call him, Uh, Johnny Cat, racist Johnny Johnny Cat, (laughs) and shit. And Isabella, too. (laughs) For sure. God damn. All right, (laughs) y'all.